your life today. Tell your neighbor, God will bless you today. Amen. I just want you to go to... Uh, let me just thank all of you who send me wonderful birthday wishes and I am so blessed. Amen. On behalf of my family, myself, we just want to say thank you. Amen. We just want to say, well, thank you. We are grateful for all your wishes. It's a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I want you to go to the book of Luke. But before I go to Luke, I can borrow something from... Let's go to Luke chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. In Luke chapter... In Luke chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. It is Jesus talking and he makes uh, a profound statement that are of a concern to him. And he goes and Luke is present. I've already told you that Luke is a physician so he's very particular about how he brings the exposition of the word of God. He was not just a very intellectual person, but he was very spiritual. So he's more of the two-edged sword style of writer. And in Luke chapter 17, verse 1 to 6, he says, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and were thrown into the sea than that he should offend any of those little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he sinned against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day return to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, It's an increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the root and be planted in the sea and it will obey. Amen. I also want to take something from Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 to 14. Get a soft key. Try and look for it. Amen. I know you are new to this particular one. Amen. Reduce it firmly. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 12 to 14, it said, And forgive us our debt, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from war. 
the evil one. Praise the Lord. Amen. For for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly father will also forgive you. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, what you sow is what you reap. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, what you sow is what you reap. Now the text we just read is Jesus made this profound statement that was presented by Luke. And Luke is reporting an event. And he said that, and Jesus said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. So it means that offenses would definitely come. It means that it is inevitable. It means it cannot be Del, it, it, it cannot be absented in the life in which we live in. Now he's trying to tell you the importance of this that he's saying, talking about forgiveness. I am talking on the subject of entitled, what you sow is what you are, you reap. I am not talking about, I am talking about giving, not not tangible things. I'm talking about forgive. Tell your neighbor forgive. Jesus said that you will be offended. Tell your neighbor you will be offended. It doesn't matter how nice you are to people. You will be offended. It doesn't matter how much you give to people. You will be offended. Let's get something in the mouth of the baby please. Be Help me out. It doesn't matter how far you walk. It doesn't matter how clean you keep yourself. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or unbeliever. You will still be offended. And Jesus said that I know that we will be offended. But I want you to understand that the channel through which offense will come. Woe unto him. So even though it is inevitable. It is something that we can't do without. He's telling you that I want you to be very careful. Because this thing can go through anybody. Anybody can become a channel of offense. Your brother sitting beside you smiling today can be a channel of offense to you. Regardless whether you are a male or female, whether you are a child or adult, this is something that cut across life and you will be offended by somebody. It was not said by any prophet. If it, it was not said by anybody, it was said by God himself through the son Jesus. Tell your neighbor, be very careful because you'll be offended. Tell your neighbor you will be offended. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you will be offended. Hallelujah. I want you to be with me today. Now forgive. To forgive means to stop feeling resentful towards someone for an offense or flaw, mistake that the person did to you. When you are resentful, it means feeling or expressing bitterness. Indignation at having been treated unfairly. 
It means that in a world in which we live in, people will treat you unfairly. It does not matter whether you are a Christian or unbeliever, you will be treated what? Unfairly. And the Bible is saying that this style of life where one is treated unfairly is something you have to get used to and live to preserve yourself because when offense comes, it comes with an agenda. Hallelujah. How many have not been offended before so that I can say, Jesus, you, tell, you said a lie. How many have not been offended here? Let me see hands up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Offense, hallelujah, somebody. Amen. How many have been offended in this house? Let me see your hand up. You have not been offended before, Emmanuel. Hallelujah. Everybody will be offended. Offense is a system that takes away the blessings of God. So it means that there are things that will be introduced in your life, whether you like it or not. This thing I'm talking about, it doesn't matter whether you are in, so far as you are living with one person, even one person, it is enough for you to be offended. <laughs> Listen, offense can come in a way you will least suspect. It is very strategic and very systematic. It is very crafty. I promise you, there are things I can say to you right now, you will not be offended. But if I put you under an environment with a different atmosphere, you will be offended by it. Because the devil works you offense. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why I want you to understand that because you will be offended, you must develop the ability to forgive. Tell your neighbor, you must develop the ability to forgive. I like it because I must be forgiven. If this is something that I cannot live without, it means that I myself can be a channel of offense. The Bible said that Jesus Christ was talking to the disciples and talking to the congregation, and he was talking about dying and eating my body. I will give my body to you. And when I give my body to you, I'm going to resurrect. You're going to eat my body. You're going to drink my blood. And the Bible said that men got offended about it, and they left Jesus. You have no idea how offenses can come. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to bring down this building and I'm going to pull it down. And after three days, I'm going to, I'm going to build it again. I'll use three days. I'll pull it down and I'll establish it again. People got offended. I can just look at you. in. A, I don't need to talk to offend you. People can look at you in a particular way and you'll be offended. It is not just transmitted through the vocal cord. It, can, it is a behavioral pattern that can also come to you and it can interrupt your blessing. Offenses are killers. Now Jesus said, because I want you to understand offenses will come, I want you to master the ability to forgive. The ability to all to forgive. 
And because you are you need it means that everybody here needs forgiveness. Because you offend somebody, even people who love themselves offense each other. I thought offense can never enter into the house of a married couple. Offense happen in a marriage. Offense happen in a friendship. Offense happen at the workplace. It happens everywhere. Now God wants you to understand that this comes with an agenda. And so he wants you to understand that you don't have to behave in, a, in, a, in, a, in an ignorant way. You need forgiveness because you offend somebody. Hallelujah. Now it takes me to Galatians chapter Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 to 8. I'll take this slowly because one of the things I've realized is that those who are really unforgiving are Christians. They spiritualize unforgiveness. Those who don't forgive are Christians. What a shock. Tell you, ask your neighbor, what a shock. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. I say God is good. <laughs> oh, you don't need forgiveness. How many don't need forgiveness in the house? I need forgiveness. Praise God. In Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. He's saying that. I love those. I'll take it slow today. I'll continue this week. Don't call yourself a child of God. That thing is, I don't know where we got that. I, it's, when you, the Bible said in Antioch, when they called themselves Christians, it was not them who called themselves Christians. Some people called them Christian because they observed their behavior. And notice that their behavior was conforming to the behavior of Jesus. In Matthew, I didn't give you this, don't worry. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, the Bible said, Blessed are the peace world makers. For they shall be called the war, the sons of God. Now, when you are, I, 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 you don't use it much in this country, in the UK. But in Africa, we have, in Ghana specifically, we have somebody we call shoemaker. The shoemaker, it doesn't matter how bad your shoe is. If you take it to the shoemaker, he can repair it for you. When we say shoemaker... I want you to look at it from the point of view as the name sound. He makes shoes. There is no shoe available, but he makes it. It means that he starts from the scratch, he starts from nothing, and he produces what? Shoe. Now, in Bible said that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. The sons of God are are manufacturers of peace. They come into a storm, they come into a place where things are recklessly, haphazardly done, and they introduce a system of peace. So if you want to be called a daughter of God, a child of God, you must be a peacemaker. Then you qualify to be called the son of God. Sons of God. Daughters of God. 
Tell your neighbor, be a peacemaker. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you come, one of the things I believe in so profusely in my life is hearing the voice of God. And I love it so much that everything I do about God, it, even when I spend hours of prayer, it doesn't matter what I want in my life, I just say to God, I want to hear your voice. And I don't know who this word is for, but I want you to understand that this word is not for somebody. It belongs to you. Tell your neighbor, it belongs to me. Tell your neighbor, it may not belong to you, but it belongs to me. Oh, come on, say it like him Say, it may not belong to you, but it belongs to me. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, I'm using the message translation. The Bible said, don't be misled. No one makes... No one makes what? A fool of God. What a person planned, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the need of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. Praise the Lord. So what it means here is that if you cannot live a life of forgiving you must remember that forgiving is a seed. If forgiving is a seed, God wants me to tell you that as you are walking, you need somebody to forgive you. He said, do not be misled. Okay, all he will have to show, let me continue. He said, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. He, all he will have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God. Letting God's spirit do the growth work in him. Harvest a crop of real life and eternal life. I want to dwell on the verse 7 alone. It said that do not be deceived whatsoever. I like the translation. The King James said that do not be deceived whatsoever a man soweth. So shall he reap. This is not talking about quantity. It is talking about species. It is talking about specific item that you plant. It said, whatsoever you plant. It said, do not be misled. God cannot be mocked. It said, whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. So when you are somebody who sowed the seed of forgiveness, you will be forgiven. Praise the Lord. This is not a preaching that people want to hear. Why? Is there any reason why I must delight? You must become a system that delight and forgiven. Because forgiveness is very powerful. The Bible said... When you read your text carefully, forgiveness brings out our real identity. Forgiveness, that's what, reveals our real identity. When you forgive somebody, we don't see the devil in you. We see the God who created you in his own image. Praise the Lord. Haven't you realized that when somebody is offended, they show you a side of them that is so ugly, that is contradistinctive to what you saw them to be originally. 
You must delight to become a peace word maker. He's saying that I want you to understand that when you forgive, it reveals your real identity. Your real identity is you have been created in the image of God, in the likeness of God, he created you. God is good, therefore everything he created must produce goodness. Hallelujah. So when you forgive, it brings out the appearance of God in you. Its appearance, forgiveness, its appearance is the beginning of greatness and newness. When you forgive people, it brings about greatness and renewness and newness. This is what forgiveness does. So unforgiveness or offense come, when it comes, it shuts your real identity. Oh God, help me out. Your real identity, your smile, your good humor, sense of humor. When you get offended, you don't smile to the person you should smile to because you are offended. Forgiveness unlocks the doors of resentment. It is a supernatural power that breaks the chain of bitterness. And the strength of resentment and rage. Forgiveness doesn't mean you wouldn't be accountable. When you offend, when you forgive somebody, precious one, I want you to understand that this is not for, for little ones. This is not for babes. The text we read, the Bible said that when he told them that they must forgive him, when somebody offended them seven times, the last time you told me that somebody has offended you, it was just once in a day. And you took offense of it, and yesterday you've not spoken to the person after today. Jesus said when they offend you seven times in a day, you have to delight to do all, to forgive them. I have to stay, otherwise I'm not finished. Amen. So forgiveness is the element that defines if we are Christians or not. It is the ingredient that is... Listen, when you cook, when you prepare lasagna. Now see me, I say lasagna. It's finished now. It's gone. <laughs> let, me go, let me go to where? Let me go to my favorite. Amen. <laughs> Amen. When you prepare see, when you prepare curry soup or curry stew, and there is no curry, can you call it curry? How do you say that you are a Christian and you don't have forgiveness? This is this is not it's not Jesus Christ is the initiator of our walk with him, and he's a he's a he's a symbol of our Christian life. Forgiveness is a seed. Tell your neighbor, forgiveness is a seed. Forgiveness manifests itself when mercy shows up. <laughs> you don't know what mercy can do. Mercy step into the storm and say, regardless of where you are, I know you don't deserve it, but mercy is going to work for you. I love it so much when Jesus Christ in, in the, listen, people don't know the side effect, effect of offenses. According to scientists, when you get offended, your immune system is paralyzed. 
You easily get diseases you shouldn't have gotten if you were not working in offenses. Offenses affect you in your health. Why? When I am not talking to somebody and I see the person, I get some sharp sensation in my heart. And it's a sign. And the last time my wife was talking to me, he said to me, he said, listen, if you, if you even sleep and, and the slightest thing, you panic and you wake up, this can cause you to get stroke. So when your heart is not in peace with somebody and you see the person and your heart, uh, I like it the way, they, I don't know what the Jamaicans say, your heart coots. Or it, your heart becomes tigger tigger <laughs> When you, something happens to you, you know something is not right with you. It is a sign that the devil is working on your body. Working on your spirit. Praise the Lord. Mercy means compassion, forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or to harm. I have the right to punish you, but mercy shall fall. And if it had not been the mercies of God that endured forever, you and I would have been rejected and not recepted. We would have been rejected in our, in our disqualification. We were qualified because of mercy. In our disqualification, we were qualified because of mercy. So if I tell you, you must delight in forgiving, precious one, hear me and hear me well. You must forgive. Tell your neighbor, you must forgive. I like it when Nelson Mandela says that forgiveness liberates the soul. Let me say it, let me say it properly. Nelson Mandela said, and I quote, it's a forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fears. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. And you and I know that in the first, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6, it said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of stronghold, casting down argument in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when, our, when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, the other thing I want you to understand is that we are dealing with spiritual things. Unforgiveness is spiritual. Hallelujah. I'm establishing the foundation today. Amen. Forgiveness is more spiritual than physical. Even though it has got physical connotation and physical effect, it affects you more spiritually than physically. So if you are here and there is somebody you are not talking to, as, this, as I preach about this, you will understand why you have to forgive. And I will prove to you by scriptures. And I will tell you some truth that will make you know that you don't, if the person is not willing to accept your forgiveness, don't worry, you forgive the person. And exempt yourself, deliver yourself from the virus. That can kill you softly. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. That brother you are not talking to. That sister you are not talking to. That friend you are not talking to. That husband you are not talking to. That wife you are not talking to. Who, who, who did this to you? Ask your neighbor, who did this to you? Huh. 
unforgiveness is like seeing a knife and cutting yourself with a knife. That is how bad it is. Oh, you have no idea. Why do you think that God himself sent Jesus down? He said, this thing we are holding on here, not forgiving them, not showing mercy on them, it was going to affect ourselves. I will prove it to you by, with scriptures, and you understand it. When I was, I, was, I was in the presence of God, and he explained something to me, I said, wow. I thought it was something else. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trusting God to be able to get there. In Luke chapter 7, verse 1 to 3, Jesus said, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible. Tell your neighbor, it is impossible. That you will never be offended. I promise you, you will be offended. You will be what? Offended. And because you are going to be offended, I want you to understand that you will need somebody to forgive you. You will need it. Forgiveness, and, and I'm going to say something here. The apostles said to him, increase our faith. I can dwell on here for about two weeks. Increase what? Our faith. Now, look, how can, if I told you that forgiveness is more spiritual, then it justified the fact that we need faith to be able to forgive. Because faith is a weapon in the spiritual realm, not in the physical realm. Now, the Bible says that faith is a substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the reason why you are not able to forgive is that you can't see some things you should be seeing. The reason why you are walking in unforgiveness is that the devil has blinded you to see what you need to see in order to forgive. Now, if you are not spiritual, you can't walk in the power of forgiveness. That is why in your fleshly state, you delight in walking in unforgiveness. Tell your neighbor, be spiritual. You need to be spiritual. Because in your spiritual state, you are able to enter into a dimension of God that releases the ability to forgive. If somebody told you it was easy to forgive, the person lied to you. All forgiveness is powerful. He said, increase our faith. And I want you to understand that if you are not spiritual, you can't forgive. And if you don't forgive, you contaminate yourself in injuring yourself or preventing yourself or stopping yourself, denying yourself in revealing your real identity. This face you have. Unforgiveness has changed this face. It has even changed your walk. It is producing some ugliness, unpleasantness. I don't want to go too much into unforgiveness. It is so ugly. It is not receptive. It is confusing. It is, it is, it is nagging every time. It is complaining every time. It is disappointing every time. There is no light in unforgiveness. It is in light, it's in forgiveness than unforgiveness. Oh my God. Unforgiveness will restrict your growth. It will impair your progress. It will limit your succession. It will increase your greatness. It will decrease your greatness. It will impair, cripple, imprison Regulate, restrict, stamp 
It brings stagnation. That is unforgiveness. A relationship cannot move forward. If you come for the home sale, you understand that relationship must be progressive. If your relationship with me is the same as it was yesterday, then you've not progressed yet. Our relationship must be progressive. And the progression of our relationship is predicated upon the peace, the peaceful environment we serve around us. So anytime you are not forgiving somebody, you are holding yourself to be in the same place for quite too long. The Bible said when the plant is planted and it refused to bear fruit, when the word fruit is used, it shows a sign of progressiveness. It said that when a tree does not bear fruit, when it becomes static, where it is without growing, it said it will be cut off. It is not the devil talking, it is God himself talking. And that is why there are some things that are not growing in your life because you have stuck down upon being offended. You are not forgiven. Tell your neighbor, forgive quickly. I like it so much. One of the most pe- the pe- the people who really encouraged me a lot when it comes to forgiveness. I like it so much, even in the estate of humanity, he was able to forgive. Do you know what it takes for a man to come home and a woman gives him a food to eat and that food caused him to lose everything? And yesterday when the man was sent out of the garden, it said, regardless of what you have done to me, I'm talking about Adam and Eve. It said, regardless of what you have done against me, I need you more than you need me. Even in our state of sin, Adam never separated himself from Eve. Do you know, do you understand that? The last time your wife told you to do something that it went wrong, it became a fight in the house. But Adam never turned his back on Eve. You are joking. This thing I'm telling you, I just told you that nobody is exempted. I am included. And if I don't walk by the same principle, I will not be able to deliver myself from this contamination. Hallelujah. I told you I won't be able to separate myself, you know. Hallelujah. Why must I forgive? Number one. Forgiveness is not about right or wrong, but rather about peace. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Look, when I spoke about peace, I can can talk of this. This is... This one, I, was, I, was, I had so many things I wanted to talk about, preach about. And the Lord woke me up. He said, I want you to talk about forgiveness. I said, God, there are things you are telling me, they are powerful, but I need more stuff. He said, go back to your test. I preached what, something similar like this about, about in, in, in 1919, 2019, in October. But God told me, come back and talk about it. When the disciples were traveling and the storm was so great, do you know what Jesus said when he rebuked the storm? He said, peace be all, be still. When you are not having peace in your life, you can get to your destination, but you go through, it is when you go through a place where there is no peace, what can take you five days? Eh? Can take you 500 years. The disciples, the journey. Listen, when you go through a peace where a place without peace, number one, what happens? The Bible said they emptied their boats. 
So it means when you live in a place where there is no peace, the, you, you can even chuck good things out because of the lack of peace in your life. The money you should have kept for your future, you will, you will give it out because there is no peace. The joy you would have given to your children because of lack of peace, you are throwing it in the storm as if it is worthless. There are most of us who are chucking good things out of the boat because of our lack of peace in our boat. There are some things you have tolerated in your marriage not because they are not good because of the lack of store peace in your marriage. That is why you are chucking good things, good time to spend with the family. You are chucking it outside, giving it to somebody who doesn't even benefit from it. Who doesn't even know the benefit of it? <laughs> Why would Jesus tell you to, to become a peacemaker? Because it worked for your good. You have no idea. This thing I'm sharing, they are not for children. They are people who want to move forward in their life. I told you a gentleman gave me some money many years ago. He gave me 8,000 pounds. I gave it to somebody in this church when I started this church. I gave it to the person to do business. I said, get and do business because I want to help the people of this church. I gave 8,000 to the person. Collected it from this gentleman and gave it to this lady. <laughs> the lady left the church. I think Brother Edward, you know, eh? Myself and Brother Edward got to the house of the person when the person promised her to come for the money. We got there, the person have collected everything in their house and relocated. She had about four children. She changed all the numbers of the children. Up to date, as I speak to you, the last time I received a message from the person, she said, Pastor, I have not forgotten about your money. I will pay you one day. About seven years ago. The person left the church and accused me of flirting in this church. Accused me of doing nonsense in this church. You took the money away and you accused me. But God says, son, if you want to move forward, find a place to forgive this one. <laughs> not because you are right, not because you are wrong, because the peace of God surpasses all understanding. That is why when you tell an unbeliever you are forgiving, you are forgiving your husband who offended you or your wife who offended you, they will not be able to apprehend and comprehend with it. They haven't got the ability to understand it because it transcends human ability to phantom in the mind. It transcends the ability. The Bible said that this thing I'm talking about is a spiritual item. When you are going to walk into it, eyes cannot comprehend with it. Ears have not heard this kind of language. Neither has it entered into the heart of any man. But these are mysteries that have been revealed to us by the Spirit of God. I will say, I need to become a peacemaker. Oh, dear. I can dwell here two days. I can dwell here the whole day. Come on. Somebody, you can resent me as I speak right now, but I've not come here to joke around. I've not come here to take your money. I have come here because God has sent me here to tell you what I say the Lord is. You must forgive to see progress in your life. You must forgive to see the joy of the Lord in your life. You must forgive to see the beauty of His holiness. It is forgiveness that will open doors that have been shut to you. I like it when Jesus Christ was even at the point of death. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Somebody, you need to forgive the person because the person doesn't know. 
They don't know what they're doing. I forgave this woman. And also, this another man offended me so many years ago. I gave him money to do something. He abused the money. And anytime I even spoke about that money, everybody around me said, don't ever give anything to that person again. <laughs> I, I would teach you some things. Eh? When God was teaching me the same, it looked like a pit that was being opened, a straw that was opening day and night. My spirit is loaded with facts and spiritual truth. I've not even started. When I forgave this brother, later did I know that there was something like in the future. Later did I know that the money that maybe he took from me and abused it. Later did I know that he was going to become the source of my strength in my future. You are holding on, on, for, you are holding on the peace of God. Not allowing it to go. Precious one, it worked for your good rather than against you. Because of time, I will end it here. Forgiveness benefits the person forgiving more than the person receiving it. The Bible said in the book of Job, chapter 42, verse 10. The last thing I'm saying, then we take communion. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much than before. When his friends insulted him, when they abused him, he forgave them and prayed for them. And the Bible said that forgiveness, that peace, gave him double. There is a double in your life you are holding on. I pray today that the grace of God will strengthen you to forgive your neighbor. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you today that the strength of God that empower an individual to come to the place of realization that I must forgive that brother. I must forgive that sister. I must forgive that husband. I must forgive that wife. To see the glory of God and the promises of God accomplished in my life. Precious one, I don't know who you are, but the person you offended is the one who carries your blessing. The Bible said when Israel offended Moses, they did not know that Moses was the one who set them free but when Moses forgave Israel he had the voice of God and came back to Israel, Egypt when he came back to Egypt he saw the purpose of his life there is a purpose of God concerning your life that you have not realized yet if you take the chance you take the permit to forgive that brother that sister you shall see the glory of God in the name of Jesus I said, you shall see the glory of God in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Whatever is causing you to walk in unforgiveness, I pray that overcome it in the name of Jesus. You shall overcome it in the name of Jesus. Place your hand on your chest. Let me pray for you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That may God forgive you. May you not just forgive others, but may you become a vessel that facilitate may you become a catalyst of peace in the name of jesus even when you get to places where the peace of god is not there you shall become a catalyst that will prepare the peace of god to be seen there in the mighty name of jesus somebody shout a big amen and put your hands together for jesus in the name of the father the son and of the holy spirit let's have the bread thank you jesus the Bible said, 
He took the wine. The Bible says when he took the wine, he took it for a purpose. And he took a cup of wine and gave tongues to God. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it. For this is a blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is a pouring out as a sacrifice to forgive the sin of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. I want you to pray that the strength of God will come over this wine. To do many wonders in Jesus' name. Let's have the wine. I pray for you right now. That the strength of God will be made manifest in your life. That as you have heard the word of God today. You will want to walk in the strength of forgiveness. There will be somebody hearing me. God said if you forgive you will begin to walk in your purpose. Bigger than what your environment can contain you. In the name of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Let's take our